0: Hi everyone and welcome back to the Velvet Podcast. My name is Connie. I am Velvet's founder, president, and CEO. I'm also studying clinical psychology and I am so looking forward to talking to you today about a topic that's very close to my heart. Anyone who knows me knows that I am really big on boundaries Boundaries are huge in relationships and really important. So just to give you some insight into why we're going to be talking about boundaries today, there's been a development in pop culture news that I'm sure some of you know of, maybe not all of you, maybe you're not all totally tapped into celebrity culture, and that's okay because I will summarize it for you. What we have here is an actual case study as close as we can get to it. Obviously, we can't hop into the private lives of public figures or celebrities, but a relationship, a sort of public figure celebrity relationship has revealed to us some, you know, behind the scenes of their relationship. And I think it would be great rather than to just sort of go back and forth and talk about who's right and who's wrong for us to sit around and kind of do a couples therapy case study, if you will so that we can all learn together about what is appropriate and what is acceptable in terms of establishing boundaries and what might be taking things too far or if there even is a too far when you're establishing boundaries. So all of this sounds really complicated, but it's going to be made really simple. Just keep listening. Before you do, don't forget to join our waitlist, www.vlvtapp.com That's www.velvetapp.com. We are so excited because as of last week, that's right, last week, we have just kicked off the build of Velvet version one. So our first version of the app, it's going to be to beta test, which means that anyone who's on our wait list gets to beta test the app, gets to use it first before anyone else, gets to give us feedback about what they like and what they don't like. And naturally your feedback could really Help shape the product and help shape the app into something that could help millions and millions of people. So, you can make a difference with this beta test. Please get on our waitlist. We have about 900, I think we're up to about 920 people right now on our waitlist waiting to beta test this app, which is huge because we started our waitlist in March. So, we're moving fast, we're excited about it, and we're really, really happy to facilitate. Better relationships and a better dating and love life experience for all of you. we can't wait. so let's dive right in. If you were offline between July seventh and July eighth, you may have missed this sort of celebrity hubbub on pop culture websites about Jonah Hill and his girlfriend now ex-girlfriend. so Jonah Hill, obviously the renowned American actor um, of Superbad and many many other movies, Moneyball, you know, you name it. I actually really. think he's a great actor. I'm a big fan of his. He was dating a surfer named Sarah Brady and she was a professional surfer. They dated for about a year and they did go public. They were on red carpets together. They, you know, posted about each other on Instagram, all the stuff that you do when you're in a relationship and you really care about that person. You want to let the world know that you're together. Nothing wrong with that. However, on July 7th and July 8th, What wound up happening was Sarah Brady posted text messages, private text messages between her and Jonah Hill amidst their breakup. So what was obviously happening was that Jonah Hill and Sarah Brady, Jonah and his girlfriend were trying to negotiate different boundaries in their relationship via text message. So they had chosen to talk it out via text and go back and forth with one another Discussing what's acceptable and what's not. And it seems like from the text messages, Jonah Hill was the one who was really trying to put up some strict boundaries in terms of what he wanted from the relationship moving forward. So on July 7th, Sarah, his girlfriend, started posting their private text messages to her Instagram story, which, you know, of course she knew would go viral and and get millions and millions of views. Um and she claimed that his text messages were emotionally abusive. This was her sort of presentation of what was going on and many people have actually agreed with her representation of the situation including many relationship experts so that should be noted. She wound up saying, "This is a warning to all girls if your partner is talking to you like this, make an exit plan, call me if you need an ear." So what I'll do now is I'm going to read Jonah Hill's text message, and then I'll go back and forth between the conversation of him and his girlfriend, but really the big one that Sarah had posted uh, on her story. You know, she said, fuck it, I'm posting this. And underneath, she captioned this screenshot, see the misuse of boundaries, So she's claiming that he's misusing the term boundaries. Now you and I are going to decide this together, but before we do, let me read you out Jonah Hill's text message and let's see what we have here. Now, again, we're giving you a little insight into what it's like to be a relationship therapist, to be a couples therapist, to be a couples counselor. So as you're sitting there and you're listening to the text messages, what I would actually urge you to do is kind of play with me a little bit. Do this little exercise with me. Pretend that you yourself are their couples therapist. What would you advise them? So rather than sitting there and having, you know, your feelings bubble up and your past experiences, which it's totally normal if you do. But be aware of that experience, be aware of your own personal bias. And try to put it to the side and try to consider both Jonah and Sarah's perspective in this exercise, to think about and formulate how you would advise these two if they were on your couch. I can't wait to hear about all of the different opinions and advice that I get. Please DM me on Instagram at Velvet App. That's at v l v t a p p on Instagram. So here we go. This is Jonah Hill's text message to his girlfriend. So Jonah writes. And I quote Plain and simple, if you need surfing with men, boundaryless, inappropriate friendships with men, to model, to post pictures of yourself in a bathing suit, to post sexual pictures, friendships with women who are in unstable places, and from your wild recent past beyond getting a lunch or coffee or something respectful, I am not the right partner for you. If these things bring you to a place of happiness, I support it, and there will be no hard feelings. These are my boundaries for romantic partnership. My boundaries with you based on the ways these actions have hurt our trust. In another screenshot that Sarah posts, we have a back and forth between Jonah and Sarah that goes a little something like this. Jonah says, Oh, and modeling, which is the last profession I would be with as a partner. But LOL, must be hard feeling so trapped. Sarah responds, well, maybe you should have asked me more about what I do for work before you decided to date me then, a little late now. Jonah says, keep taking me for granted. Go model. It's a fulfilling life. You'll love it. Real depth and substance and sustainability for relationships. Obviously, he's being sarcastic there. And then he says, but actually, I'm done with this convo. So these are the text messages that Sarah posted very plainly and openly publicly on her Instagram. She also wound up posting some screenshots of her and Jonah's texts when they first started dating in which he was sending her, you know, hard eye emojis and being very complimentary about her modeling and surfer pics of, you know, her in a bikini in and in a bathing suit in a little bikini on a surfboard you know, he was sending it to her with lots of hard eyes and he, you know, basically that he was attracted to her because of this presentation that she was putting out into the world. And of course, in her public posting, Sarah, you know, pointed to the hypocrisy of that saying, hey, you know, he didn't mind it when we were first dating or he was attracted to me when I was in a bikini and surfing. And now that we're in a relationship, it seems like the the tables have turned. So, this is really the gist of what we know so far about the Jonah Hill and Sarah Brady situation. Now, first of all, what I would really like to say is that despite illuminating this for the world on my podcast and, you know, every other news outlet has been talking about it, I think it's important to note that there is something sad about airing things in a public forum. And this is really like, a personal kind of tact and taste thing. For me personally, I am always the type of person I discuss my business in a closet. Like you are, you are never going to hear anything public in that respect. Certainly not for me. I think that relationships are meant to be discussed very privately. If you do wind up airing, you know, your business or getting on a reality show or doing something public, what, what have you, I think it's kind of important to get the consent of everybody involved, like to talk about your relationship or to post any, I I don't know. I think that there's like a a type of trust and a confidentiality when you're in an intimate romantic relationship to the point where if you are going to go public with something, whether it's your relationship, whether it's the details of it, I think a conversation needs to be had with that partner, kind of regardless of whether you are even together or not. Maybe I'm taking things too far in terms of like respectability, but even within the context of a breakup, I think it's important to discuss, you know, airing things publicly and posting things publicly with your partner. I'm not sure if Sarah did that with her significant other Jonah. Like we don't actually know the details behind it, but you know, I think the likelihood that she didn't discuss it with him or maybe didn't receive his consent because of course who would want you know who would want their breakup text posted on their instagram story i think that likelihood is pretty high and um you know she clearly posted because she herself was upset at what she perceived as and experienced as the hypocrisy of of his two different stances you know now and before and certainly in that action there is a huge breach of trust between her and Jonah. I think it's very hard to gain that trust back, particularly when both of you are public figures, you know, one of you more so. And it's supposed to be an intimate, trusted experience. You know, the conversations that you have over text message, on the phone, in person, it's it's supposed to be trusted and private. And so there's no way to talk about this without first giving that disclaimer of like, Choosing to do something like this, whether you're in a breakup, whether you're in a relationship without getting the consent of the other party involved is kind of brutal, in my opinion. I think it's brutal to like the trust between you uh, and the intimacy between you. I think it's something that really needs to be discussed. But moving on to the main topic of this podcast, we need to talk about boundaries because boundaries is really this sort of therapeutic buzzword that a lot of people are using nowadays. Jonah used it. Sarah used it. Both of them used it. Both of them seem to have different ideas about what boundaries mean. Now, of course, at Velvet, what we are promoting and trying to do, the social impact we're trying to make is, is partially through emotional intelligence, which means that there is a definition out there of boundaries. It's actually not different for every single person. There is an objective definition out there. There is something that we can reference and that we can look at and that we can compare all these actions against. So first of all, let's define our terms. Boundaries are limits that people set in order to create a healthy sense of personal space. Now these boundaries can be physical or emotional in nature, and they help distinguish desires, needs, and preferences of one person from another. So, personal boundaries define our edges. They create a space where we can feel, act, and genuinely be who we are. They provide important information to us as we make decisions about how to express ourselves with integrity and still remain respectful of others. So, they're these defined rules or limits that someone establishes to protect their security and well being around others. And I think this is really the root of boundaries. We identify and express how other people can behave around us so that we feel safe. Now, safety is huge in romantic relationships and in intimate partnerships, in friendships as well, and in familial relationships, certainly, But since we're focusing on, you know, romance and romantic partnerships, and since our case study focuses on that, I think it's important to note that boundaries are really there to allow you to feel safe. Whether you're a man, whether you're a woman, however you identify, it's about making sure that you are protecting yourself so that you can be comfortable and at ease and feel safe in the relational dynamic with this other person. So, I think there are a few things going on here that we have to deconstruct. And come with me on this journey. I hope you're sort of having this journey within yourself as well, and trying to remove yourself and your own feelings from getting into what's going on with this couple. So, on Sarah's side, Sarah is feeling a little bit betrayed, I think, because what initially attracted her partner. Is now a source of conflict and tension and upset. So, in other words, Sarah's self presentation, her the fact that she is you know free with her body and she is a surfer and she's out there in a bikini and a revealing outfit, posting on Instagram, being public, and you know in a way being provocative. Granted, surfing is her job, but she definitely is is comfortable embodying this you know more sexy image of yes, posting in a bikini, surfing, and and doing all that stuff. The fact that this was what had initially attracted Jonah certainly is a part of why she feels betrayed and why she wound up taking to Instagram, probably, to highlight how she feels about what she experiences as hypocrisy. Hey, when we started dating you actually thought I was sexy, you thought I was beautiful, you loved that I was this sexual being, this attractive being, and now that we are in a relationship, it feels like there's a sense of ownership. I think that's probably what she is experiencing to a certain degree. And you know, it is important to note on Jonah's side that not everyone would be comfortable having a significant other who is provocative and sexual publicly or who is Really going out of their way to post pictures on Instagram in in a bikini, for example, that will garner that type of male attention or attention from press outlets or whatever it is that Sarah is trying to accomplish. That attention for her career, and in a lot of ways, look, she's a professional athlete, so getting attention for her career is is an important part of that puzzle. Now, oscillating back to Jonah, and we're going to be doing this quite a bit because there are so many pieces to this puzzle. Oscillating back to Jonah, what's really interesting is given that his career is in the public eye, given that his lived experiences as a public figure, as someone who needs attention and needs a certain amount of notoriety in order for his career to thrive, one would think that he could empathize with her position and understand where she's coming from in her public presentation that it's not, you know, to insult him or or to make him feel insecure, but that it's simply because she's a woman, she's attractive, she's a surfer, she's a professional athlete, she's going to post on Instagram, it's going to get her brand deals, it's going to what whatever have you. Now, this is the perfect reaction that you would want from a partner, right? This is the perfect reaction. Total empathetic understanding, total sympathy, full understanding. And that's that. But human beings are not perfect. Everyone has their insecurities. Everyone has their hangups. And I think it's important to kind of remember that in the scheme of things, because yes, there is a certain type of hypocrisy to what Jonah is doing. But I think that we also have to make room for the fact that this is a complicated experience. And sometimes what attracts you to someone actually can be what threatens your safety later. And we have to make room for that kind of experience because at the end of the day, from my reading of his text messages, to me, what I'm seeing is someone who doesn't feel safe. I'm seeing a man who doesn't feel comfortable and safe in this dynamic Who doesn't totally trust his significant other and who is no longer comfortable with what he initially signed up for in the relationship. Now, that's a complicated place to be because it's very easy to fall in love with someone for X, Y, and Z. And then once you get into the relationship and you experience it as an intimate partnership rather than just as lust and attraction at the beginning. Sometimes you can be in that intimate partnership and realize, oh, like, I don't think this is actually what I want. This isn't making me feel safe. And yes, I was lustful towards this person. Yes, I was attracted. Yes, I'm trying to make it work, but I don't feel safe in this dynamic. And I don't feel like this is something I'm comfortable staying in. Now, that was something that came across pretty clearly from Jonah in his text messages, um, specifically you know there are a few things that are a little general you know he cites surfing with men as as something that he he can't tolerate and again like she's a surfer she's going to surf with men if she goes to the beach there's gonna be dudes there and like he's just gonna have to be okay with that as her partner if he's not then he's not the guy for her right it's uh, unless she wants to totally drop her career and just become you know something else or do something else or just be his, you know, stay at home gal. Like it's, it's a complicated situation to navigate. So, you know, going down his list, surfing with men is the first item that's going to be hard to avoid. Um, There are, there are very few women only beaches. Uh, but again, we, you know, we're making fun a little bit, but we know what he means, right? Spending all this time with other men who are not me, Um, boundaryless inappropriate friendships with men, elaborating on that. It's, Clearly he's assessed that her friendships with other men have this sort of fluid and unpredictable and kind of intimate quality that he's not comfortable with as a partner. The next thing on his list is to model. He doesn't feel comfortable with her modeling anymore. um, Or posting pictures of herself in a bathing suit. Again, this is part of her career Um, posting sexual pictures Again, this is up to him and sort of his approach to sexual photos and what he deems sexual. And then he is quite threatened by her friendships with the women in her life who, you know, maybe he establishes as being a bad influence or, uh, you know, party girls or, um, you know, he uses the word unstable and we're not going to make any assumptions about what that means. But it's very clear he kind of gives her his list and he goes if this is what you need then i'm not the right partner for you if that's what makes you happy i understand and i support it he actually says i support it these are my boundaries for romantic partnership now again in his text messages there there is sarcasm there is upset we have to make room for that like when you are negotiating in a breakup when you are negotiating It's hard to do this in like a seamless, fluid way where nobody feels bad, nobody gets upset, nobody's hurt. Clearly Jonah is hurt and clearly Sarah is hurt. And both are reacting from those places right now and we do have to make space for that. And think about that in the way that they present things. You know, we've all done things we're not proud of when we're in fights or when we're in breakups. We've all said a sarcastic remark or uh, been a little crueler than we should have been. And that's also, unfortunately, part of the human experience and something that we all have to be conscious of when we are in communication with our significant other. So again, I really want to drive home this point about safety because according to the definition of boundaries, personally, I don't think that Jonah Hill is really doing anything wrong here in terms of setting boundaries. He is fully entitled to discuss his feelings And to discuss his changing perceptions within the relationship openly and honestly and freely with his partner. Now, if it's twinged with a little anger or a little sarcasm or whatever it is, again, we have to sort of try and forgive that because everyone gets butthurt when they're doing these types of relationship negotiations. It's very hard to go through them without actually feeling any kind of pain and just holistically being like, oh, I'm happy for you. Go thrive you know, we had our time. It was magic. Like it's really hard people, you know, your egos get in the way. So having some forgiveness for him for that, um, seeing his negotiation, he's really establishing his boundaries and yes, he is kind of giving an ultimatum. He's saying, look, I know myself well enough at this point, at this place in my life to know that I'm not comfortable with any of the above. And if these are all things that you have to do then you're probably not the partner for me. Not even probably, he says, I am not the right partner for you. Now that's a very intense kind of proposal, but it is an honest one. And we do have to acknowledge him for that. At the end of the day, this type of dynamic, unless Sarah is really willing to go out of her way to change many, many things in her life, it seems like Jonah is sort of coming to the realization himself that she is not the partner for him because of. Whatever, you know, that whole list that he wrote, you know, even her career or maybe where she's at in her life, the type of things that she thinks are fun. Like it just seems like Jonah is coming to this understanding of this is not a good fit for me in a partnership. I'm looking for something more. I hesitate to use the word stable because I don't think that that's what he's seeking. I think what he's seeking is a woman who is not going to make him feel insecure. And I think we all have the right to be with someone who doesn't make us feel insecure. Everyone has different parameters around that. Everyone has different boundaries around that, right? Some people, and I'm sure you've had friends who've said this to you, or you've you've experienced this even in your own relationships. Some people are happy to go out with their significant other and they you know, their significant other is a social butterfly around the room and people will come hit on their significant other and they won't even bat an eye. They're like, oh, I trust them. It's totally fine. It's just fun. Flirting doesn't mean anything. As an example, other people can see someone flirt with their significant other from across the room and get enraged in jealousy and get possessive or get upset. And everyone is different. Everyone is different and everyone is entitled. To their own experience in a relationship and with a relational partner. Now, does this mean that Jonah doesn't have some work to do on himself? Maybe he does. Maybe he's still doing that work and he's actually not there yet where he's at a more secure place. Or maybe this is just his prerequisite for a partner. Maybe he's learning through this relationship I'm actually not comfortable with partners who are on Instagram, who are posting modeling pictures, who have a bunch of male friends and constantly see them. Maybe he just wants to have a partner who is much more low key, who is much more private and who is not interested in any kind of fame or a ton of socializing. Now, again, we have to ask ourselves, does Jonah have some work to do in terms of his own personal work in terms of being comfortable with someone who is more autonomous and who, you know, has a career and who who does pursue it and who is a social being. That's up to him. That's up to him. We can't sit here and tell him what to do or that his reaction is inappropriate. He's at a certain place in his life and we all have to accept that. So does Sarah, actually. I'd also like to discuss what would happen if the situation were flipped because I think that's sort of a valid exercise When you are going to someone and asking someone to change a behavior, when you're going to someone and asking someone to alter their career, or when you're going in with a really big ask in your relationship, even if it's just, hey, I'm not comfortable with you flirting with other men or other women or other people. When you are going in with an ask, I think it's really important to turn around and wonder about Well, how would I feel if my partner was asking this of me? Now, equality in a relationship, this is something that's really up for grabs and up for debate. Like some people believe you need to be totally equal in a partnership, other people believe power dynamics are at play and there's, you know, different factors that influence the situation. We have to be conscious of it all. But I like this exercise because it allows the person doing the asking to actually engage in wondering whether the ask is too high or whether it's too big of an ask. So let's say we flip this situation on its head. Let's say we totally turn it around. And instead of Jonah coming to Sarah with the ask, what if Sarah was coming to Jonah with the same kind of ask? So I'm going to read from the list that Jonah sent, but I'm going to alter it to fit Jonah and be an ask from Sarah. So Jonah, we know, is an actor. He's a famous actor. You know, he's been in tons of movies with many, many beautiful women. And uh, certainly he's had love scenes and he's had intimate scenes. Uh, I, I can't think of any now, to be honest with you. I really can't. But, you know, he's had all kinds of different relationships in the cinematic world, and he's had you know a lot of different instances on camera. So let's say we flip the script, and Sarah texts Jonah and she says, quote, plain and simple, if you need acting with women, boundaryless, inappropriate friendships with women, to model, to post pictures of yourself on Instagram, friendships with other men or other actors who are in unstable places and from your wild recent past beyond getting a lunch or coffee or something respectful, then I am not the right partner for you. If these things bring you to a place of happiness, I support it and there will be no hard feelings. These are my boundaries for romantic partnership. So let's say Sarah asked that of Jonah. I'm wondering if the conversation would have gone in the very same way or if it would have been different. One layer here that we have to evaluate within this cis heteronormative relationship is the layer of gender dynamics between men and women, right? We can't talk about the situation without actually getting into that a little bit. So obviously, historically, women have been asked and prompted to give up their career for a man. This is something that we simply cannot just gloss over in this dynamic. We do have, you know, a heterosexual guy who is asking his heterosexual female partner To essentially retreat from her social environment, to retreat from her career, and to become a little bit more, subservient is not the word, but you guys know what I'm going for. Like To become more his, to be more in his possession, and to be more a part of his life and less a part of hers, whatever that means for him. This is a dynamic that women fall into all the time with men in heteronormative relationships. Um, you know, the man will have his career and the mom will stay home and she will take care of the kids. And this kind of ask is definitely charged with a type of sexism that we have to take into account just simply by virtue of one party asking the other Or the other way around. Again, like I said, if the script was flipped and if Sarah was asking this of Jonah, I don't know because we can't make assumptions, but I would imagine that Jonah Hill, you know, esteemed actor, globally renowned actor, nominated for Oscars and uh, with his career, I would imagine he would think that the ask was totally ridiculous. Um, So, and that comes from not only having, you know, the kind of career that he has where He's a public figure. He makes a lot of money from his career. He clearly makes more than the two of them in the dynamic, but it also comes from his position as the man in the relationship. You know, men were not historically asked to give up their careers uh, to take care of the family, to take care of the marriage or the marital dynamic, uh, or to meet the needs of the woman, quite frankly. So I think this is also something to keep, in mind when we evaluate this scenario. And one thing that we can kind of glean from it is that it seems like Jonah is finding within himself this sort of secret and hidden truth of wanting a partner who might be a little bit more self-sacrificing, who might be more low-key, who might be more uh, under the radar. And it is well within his right to pursue that kind of connection. But it is interesting to flip the situation on its head and wonder about how Jonah might react if Sarah had asked him to change his whole life for her. So again, always wonder about your ask. Are you asking too much? If someone asked the same of you, what would you say? How would you feel? Would you think it was reasonable? I think that is a really good exercise. Now, again, just because you think something is reasonable does not mean someone else will. But I think it's a good starting point and a good litmus test for trying to figure out, okay, am I asking something reasonable of my partner or am I going above and beyond? Am I asking something that's too big? Am I asking them to change their identity? Am I asking them to change their career? Like, these are big asks. And in which case, if that is the case, Ultimately, like Jonah said himself, he's probably not the right partner for her. So the little secret to success in relationships, especially when you're having these kinds of negotiations and conversations, these breakup talks or these negotiation talks, it's really important to note that you're both there to serve the relationship for as long as you want to be in that relationship. And in your position serving the relationship, there's going to have to be compromise in every couple, in every type of relational dynamic. There's going to be a compromise that's made. Now, if you value the relationship and if you prioritize it, then both of you will be able to transcend your individual selves in service to the relationship that you are building together. So you will be able to, and you will work towards transcending certain parts of yourselves, whether it's your histories, whether it's your behaviors, whether it's your traumas, your addictions, what whatever it is. If you are both committed to the relationship and you want to work towards the relationship, the way that a relationship survives is by transcending yourself or parts of yourself in service of the greater cause of the relationship, the unit. You know, the vision and the the life that you're building together, this this relational dynamic between the two of you, it becomes its own thing. It's sort of its own entity. So there's really kind of like three people involved. It's you, it's your partner, and we're talking about monogamous partnerships right now. It's you, it's your partner, and then it's the relationship up top. You can sort of think of it like a triangle or like a pyramid, and both of you are sort of at the bottom to points of the triangle and up at the top is the relationship. And whenever you're having these negotiations, it's really important to consider everyone involved, to think about everyone's feelings and everyone's perspectives, and then to kind of decide how are we going to transcend our own personal feelings, behaviors, traumas, situations, you know, you name it. How are we going to transcend these together? fix the areas that need fixing and head to the top point to the very uppermost peak of that pyramid of that triangle in service of you know the top of that triangle the relationship so that's my advice for you on uh, on setting boundaries and and having a relationship in the modern day and age i think it's really important to consider your ask i think it's important to try and transcend different parts of yourself in service of the relationship. Certainly if you want to keep the relationship going now, that doesn't mean that Sarah should give up her career surfing, should stop posting pictures on Instagram, should stop having relationships with any men. Like that doesn't mean that, you know, it's different for everyone. If Sarah wanted to make this relationship work and wanted to be self-sacrificing, wanted to do those things, that's up to Sarah. Like if she wanted to just totally drop her career, become a stay-at-home girlfriend, hang out with Jonah every day, um, stop posting provocative pictures on Instagram, like only Sarah will know what parts she can transcend in service of the relationship. From what went down on the internet, I think it's safe to say that Sarah is definitely not interested in transcending these parts of herself or in altering these parts of herself in service of the relationship. And that's understandable. She's her own person. She has her career. She has her identity. And no one can knock her for that. She's going to do what she's going to do. And hopefully both of them will find partners that... Do not cross one another's boundaries or that when boundaries are brought up, there's a calmer, you know, agreement or negotiation between them. There's no, you know, breach of confidentiality or or trust. And there's a negotiation where both people can transcend in service of the relationship. I would love to hear your thoughts and opinions. You can DM me on Instagram at VLVTAPP. You can send me voice notes and I will play them on the podcast and discuss them next week looking forward to hearing back from you i really have enjoyed discussing this whole sort of couples therapy situation with you guys and i do really feel for both parties especially in the sort of public airing of their you know breakup uh that's really hard that's really hard and we have to definitely keep that in mind and like consider that sort of breach of trust and how difficult that probably is for both of them so thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to our waitlist, www.vlvtapp.com. That's www.velvetapp.com. We can't wait to have you, and we can't wait to get you on our app.